Hi friend, it's 2020. And let's be real, if you're anything like me, your life probably feels busy, crazy, and sometimes overwhelming. But even in the midst of the day-to-day, and no matter what life stage you're currently in, do you find yourself constantly longing for something deeper, something real? Maybe like me, you wonder about things like restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. And truth, I am on an imperfect journey of pursuing Jesus Christ and what it looks like to find those things in a relationship with Him. It's a journey I committed to years ago when I dedicated my life to following Christ, and it's a journey I invite friends to explore with me, even if, and honestly especially if, you're not sure what path you're on. So for those who are skeptical, curious, or just need some encouragement in the midst of living, well, this podcast is for you. Come along with me as we journey together towards finding something real. Welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. This is your host, Janelle Wood, and I'm excited you're listening today. We are talking about clarity in 2020, and this month we're talking about living an encouraged life. If you are curious about the current series and would like to know more, you can check out previous season two episodes or visit my website at www.janellewood.com where you can sign up to receive the Clarity 2020 Power Sheets and the monthly reflective questions that go along with this series. For 2020, I wanted to talk about finding something real when it comes to specific issues that I sometimes struggle with. Uh, That's Clarity, thinking maybe there are issues that resonate with you too. So this month, we're all about living encouraged because how do you find encouragement when life is full of detours, distractions, and road bumps? It's hard. And if you're anything like me, you might struggle with discouragement, especially during this time of year when we are sometimes prone to have great expectations that don't always go in the way that we have planned. And so today, I am very excited. (laughs) We're already laughing about this. Uh, To welcome back a very special guest. This close friend lives locally and is one of those people who is constantly throwing joy out wherever she goes. She has a passion for ministering to women and encouraging them to embrace the life God has given each of them. She is a pastor's wife, a mom of three, a worship leader, and the founder behind the local ministry, Hot Mesh Joy Club. You may remember her from season one, episode 14. I'm super excited to welcome back Kristen DeGrosa Lear. Kristen, (laughs) welcome back. (laughs) Thank you, Janelle Wood. (laughs) Well, last time I I (laughs) pronounced your name. Kristen DeGrossier, and we had a full conversation about that, that technically that is pronunciation, but that is not how you guys pronounce it. Right. We, we, maybe we should, it's just, it's really cool, but we feel that would give too high of expectations because we're more average people. Why don't you use your beautiful last name? Well, we just don't, we don't want to set the expectations. Yeah, don't don't set that bar too high. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Kristen, so, when I was making podcast plans for 2020, and I thought about how I wanted to share information to those who might be listening, I was thinking, you know, I want to do an episode each month where it's just a little, and um, how do I say this? 
earthy. I mean, it's not all wrapped up and polished and in a pretty bow. And not that this podcast is like that, but I just wanted to have a conversation, a real conversation uh, with a friend about the struggles and detours. And I wanted to talk with someone who just understands and gets it. And so um, immediately I thought of you. (laughs) 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 I'm so glad you you came back to join me in this. And I'm thankful you said yes. So I just wanted to have a conversation. And to begin with, what do you think it means to live an encouraged life? Oh, I've been thinking about that question since we've been talking for the last couple of days. And um, I really feel that to live an encouraged life um, goes hand in hand with living a thankful life. I think when we look for opportunities of things that we're grateful for, it will like automatically encourage us because that just kind of, it, it it just kind of rewires your thinking. I mean, literally, I think it rewires paths in your brain, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, to to go a different way of maybe you've been going down this path where like, oh man, nothing is working out right. My life sucks right now. Nothing is going as planned. And you're kind of on that path and you're getting that rut established in your mind and your thinking. But when you like shift your focus to, um, okay, what can I be thankful for? Like something even ridiculous. And then you start thinking about that thing and then it leads you to something else. It literally shifts you to a different pathway. And mm. um, I've been thinking about that here the last few days and, and, and even this last week um, in my own life with some things. So yeah, I think living an encouraged life has so much to do with living a life of gratitude and thankfulness. Yeah. And so when I think of encouraged, I think of emboldened, you know, you're, you have courage and that strength. And even just the other day on Facebook, I was having a, you know, a real Facebook conversation, (laughs) just a little (laughs) back and forth. Is there even such a thing? I don't know. Um, But with somebody, because uh, James Blunt just came out with a, a music video dedicated to his father who's dying. Yes. Um, did you watch that? I have not been able to bring oh. myself. Oh my gosh. Well, within like two seconds, I was bawling. Yeah, I can tell where it's going. Yeah. But it was just really powerful. It was, you know, I'm saying goodbye and now I'm going to tuck you in, oh you know? Gosh. And so I was having this conversation back and forth with somebody that I, I don't know very well at all. And he mentioned something, and I don't know if he's a believer, but he was saying something about, I hope that when it's my time to go, that I leave with as much uh, courage as my father did when he left this earth. And I was thinking about this, love is the opposite of fear. And when we live a life that's encouraged, when we live a life that is emboldened by gratitude and love, we, we don't have room to be afraid or anxious or not that we don't struggle with those things. And obviously life gives us plenty of opportunities to struggle. But if we keep coming back to, okay, what can I see around me that is, um, you know, something to be thankful for? Who do I see around me that needs love or encouragement? Because even when we feel like we don't have it, if we come back to that source of strength and we we pour it out around us, I feel like it just, it keeps coming back. You know, it's like a river that just keeps coming around. 
I think I might have another fun story to actually illustrate exactly what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> okay so um, how you're talking about being emboldened and how, um, when, you know, like when you're encouraged, you're emboldened and you're, you know, kind of without fear to show the love and gratefulness, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so last week. Um, is this a cop I, story? Yes, it is. <laughs> you haven't told me this story yet. So a couple of weeks ago, we had um, some guys that were apparently like looking in our house and they didn't know we were home. And then they saw my nine-year-old son standing in his tiny whiteies in the window and then they ran away. You know, that was a little alarming. Uh-huh. So we, we called the cops down here and uh, they came, you know, and thankfully nothing happened. We're just, you know, we're going to keep lights on more now and just, you know, be more aware. Anyway, so when I was driving home this last week in the evening, I picked up my daughter from an after-school activity and I saw um, one of the sheriffs um, just sitting on uh, on the side of the road in his car as uh, we were driving into our little part of our town here. And I was like, oh, and usually like my heart, like, you know, even if I'm not doing anything wrong, my heart starts like beating really fast and I like hyperventilating <laughs> kind of stuff like, oh my gosh, what's beating or whatever. And then I just had this thought like, oh, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so thankful for these cops here. I'm so thankful for these cops, how they, they just serve, they put their lives on the line, they help people. I was like, well, I'm going to go home and he's probably cold. It was freezing cold. I'm going to make him some hot chocolate and I'm going to bring it to him. And so um, I had to get Chloe ready for her next activity and we were going to leave in like 20 minutes. And so I... I've been really into making like Mexican, like spicy hot chocolate lately, like totally amazing. I will have to make it for you if you haven't had it, but like, and I make it pretty darn good. So anyways, I was kind of proud of this hot chocolate. I did taste it like not out of his cup, but I, you know, like put it in the thing to taste it, see if it was just right for my cop friend who I didn't know who it was, but I was going to give it to this cop. Anyways, so I went down. And he wasn't there, as I was afraid. And I was like, oh, sad. So I was like, well, how am I going to find out? So what did I do? I pulled over to the side of the road and I called 911. No, And they're like, what's your emergency? I said, well, it's not actually an emergency. I'm trying to find the cop that was stationed down here in my part of town. Do you know who that is? And if I could find them, I said, I was one that called uh, last week with the people that were looking in our house. We're like, oh, yeah. They're like, well, this officer so-and-so. I'm like, oh, thanks. And she's like, well, I'll, I'll have him contact you when he's done with his call or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. And so I was kind of feeling special and important. And I still had the piping cup of hot chocolate. And off to town we went to take Chloe. And I, I waited and I was just like really excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to be a blessing. And so I uh, dropped her off and still didn't hear, didn't hear for, I don't know, 20 minutes. I'm like, well, darn it, this this hot chocolate's, you know, going to get cold. I need to give it to somebody. So I was like, well, I could give it to any cop. I'm thankful for cops. So <laughs> a cop drove by. And so um, I was like, well, by God, maybe that's him. So I... I did a, a Huey. Um, I was parked um, on that side and then I, not total Huey, but maybe it was illegal. But anyways, so I, I started following him and I, um, there was another car between us, but I'm like, I, I was like, this is so weird. 
I'm following a cop. Like I am determined to get this cop. Like this is so weird. What am I doing? Mm -hmm. And I was like laughing to myself semi-maniacally. I could, I was so weird, but it was so joyful and spontaneous. And I felt like that adrenaline rush. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm on an adventure. And so I'm like chasing this cop who had no idea that I'm chasing him. And he's driving like out of Chelan, probably to go home somewhere in Wenatchee or something. And he kept going and going. And I was like, wow, he's, he's kind of going a little fast for these conditions. He's going like into the tunnel. Which is at least 15 minutes out of town. Oh, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's what I was doing. (laughs) And I'm like, I kept thinking like, what am I doing? I'm not catching this guy. This is such a bummer. So there I, is a sheriff's office in well, town. Oh, wait, it's coming. So I, I turned around and let him go. And I went back <laughs> into town, you know, just kind of like on the lookout, like, oh, I wonder if I'm going to see any cops I could. Or, I was also thinking of like ideas that I could do to like get a cop's attention. Like, like I thought of a certain movie scene where she's like trying to do everything to get this cop to pull her over. And I was like, okay, I was having flashbacks. Movie scene. And I'm like, what are you doing, Kristen? You are so messed up. You are so weird. Why are you doing this? But I was like, I just want to be a blessing, you know? And so I I drove into town and yeah, I did end up going to the sheriff's office and it was, you know, like locked though and to the inner part. I'm like, I'm not going to be opening any doors. You know, I was just like, okay. So, but a cop's car was on in the parking lot. Nobody was in it. I'm like, well, that's weird. I guess if I would have gotten inside it, I definitely would have got their attention and they would have come out. But I parked next to him or whoever it was and still nobody came. And then another cop came and pulled into the into the parking spot just down from me, you know, probably seeing why there was this like middle-aged, wait, am I middle-aged? No, we're not going to call me middle-aged, but this crazy lady in a white minivan parked next to the sheriff's rig. And so I, I marched right over to him and um, I said, hi, I, um, um, I said, who, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) He said, I'm, I'm officer Franklin. I was like, Oh my gosh, you're the one I've actually been looking for. I said, did 911, did the dispatcher call you? He's like, no. I said, well, darn it. She's, (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna tell you about me <laughs> i had called last week about these people looking in my house and i just i wanted to thank you here <laughs> to give the hot chocolate. he said i'm sorry i can't take that like oh <laughs> i said i had a feeling <laughs> because you know i i get it there's mean people out there with mean intentions i get it so, but darn it. He's like, go ahead and take it home to your husband. I was like, okay. <laughs> but we just talked for a bit in the freezing oh cold. Gosh. And um, I just said, I just really wanted to thank you. I just, you know, my family and I, we've lived in the area. People told us like not to go there, but we're like, we're from Yakima. This is nothing. And so um, anyways, <laughs> then it turns out he's a believer and how he's, He's had specific um, connections with some people down here that we've been trying to just actually form a connection with. And um, anyway, so it was it was good. And I, I hope and pray that I was able to be an encourager to him, even though I couldn't give him the hot chocolate. But 
that's my story of like I was oh like crazy encouraged and I it was so weird it was the strangest adventure I've ever been on like alone and doing but it was really fun and weird and crazy <laughs> it's like but it it inspired me because I'm like we could be doing stuff like this all the time like preying on unsuspecting cops or unsuspecting people that were following them and just want to bless them all for the glory of the Lord and showing the love of Jesus. So that's oh what my gosh. That is, that is a story. So uh, I mean, how I long, how long did one. you, that's okay. How long did you like pursue this thing from the time that you saw the police officer and you thought, I'm going to do something nice for him to the point yeah. where you actually We're had a conversation him. with officer Franklin. Oh, yeah. How um, much time do you think that took? I think we are about probably that was close to two hours from yeah. the time of that spontaneous thought planting. And it was nice <laughs> because I was the one taking, um, you know, my daughter to her practice and, you know, just waiting in town for an hour and so I, I kind of had some time to kill, um, although I should have communicated with my husband more because he thought I was coming home to take care of the other kids and make dinner, but I wasn't. <laughs> I was chasing the cops. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So <clears throat> there's a couple morals to the story. Perhaps. Yes. <laughs> One, I love, okay. I love that you. I love that you uh, were spontaneous and you were looking for ways to, uh, you know, care about somebody and encourage somebody. It's really special. Yes. And two, you were the one who actually received probably the greater encouragement because you saw yourself on this grand adventure, yes. this mission of uh, getting the hot chocolate and then to this police officer. And then when you actually had the opportunity to give him the hot chocolate um, and he could not receive it. It didn't turn out the way you expected, but it turned out exactly just the way it, God had planned, right? You were able to share yes. with him a few things. He shared with you a few things. And then in the end, you got to, <laughs> the gift goes on, right? You got to bring home the hot chocolate to your <laughs> and, husband. And, well, and actually he didn't end up having it. And so I saved it. Mm. And so a friend came over for coffee the next day. I was like, I told her the story. I'm like, hey, but here it is untouched. You want this? And I'll just turn it into a Mexican mocha for you. And she's like, yeah. She's like, wow, Kristen, that is really good. So a lot of people were blessed by this. See? <laughs> it's good. So, it's good. It's all good. And I think in order to do all of that, you had to be willing to, um, in a sense, like, you know, be okay with the humiliation. <laughs> this guy may reject me. Yeah, he may pull yeah. me over for being a stalker, or yeah. you know, he may he may think that I'm a weirdo. But whatever, you were willing to go there, no doubt about and that. One sometimes, uh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes when God, you know, puts on our heart to do something, it does require that. It requires that, like, okay, this may look ridiculous, but I. And I'm not saying that God called you to this. I have no idea. <laughs> Two hours, maybe. maybe not. <laughs> it was obviously something that brought you joy. And like you said, it, or maybe I said, it just kept on going. And uh, yeah. that's pretty special. So what do you think stops us from... Um, Maybe not to that extent, you know, the two hour uh, adventure saga, but like, oh, 
my gosh. What do you think stops us from wanting to encourage others or feeling encouraged ourselves? What do you think are some of the things that get in the way of, you know, actually living encouraged? Yeah, I, I think you hit it on the head earlier. Definitely fear. I mean, fear, you know, trickles down to a lot of different um, emotions in us and um, holds us down a lot in many ways. Um, I think <clears throat> sometimes pride, um, you know, time, um, and or maybe feeling like you don't have time or or you don't have you know money or or resources. Um, I think we let those things get in the way sometimes of of doing things that will encourage others. And when really it does not have to take much, it doesn't have to, you know, take a ton of time or a ton of money um, or, you know, anything. And really people, the world needs more weirdos who are, (laughs) who are, who are ready to like step out and, be weird to show people that they care. You know, I've, yeah. I've had that realization so many times, like, wow, you're going to look so weird. I guess that's another thing. Like, don't let the enemy try to come in and steal your joy and um, mm. like make you second guess things when you're just trying to give out joy and encouragement that God has put on your heart to give, you know? Yeah. I love that. You know, last week I was talking with Brian and he was going on about um, embracing who we are, Yes, you know, and I feel like it's a delicate balance because sometimes I feel like the thing that keeps me uh, discouraged is being too self-absorbed. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like just thinking about who I am. And then, <laughs> but the other thing is like, <laughs> oh yeah. man, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Um, yeah. But the the flip side of that is like embracing who we are and going, okay, God made me this way, you know, and it is okay to be different. You know, I was on an Instagram live the other day um, and Lika, our exchange daughter from the Netherlands, but she got on Instagram live with me. And it was such a privilege for me to, um, you know, kind of show her off to people on Instagram. This is my daughter, you know, she's amazing. And, um, And then some of her friends started to get on there and um, it was embarrassing, you know, for her because here she is talking with me. (laughs) It was like, oh my gosh, I'm so uncool. (laughs) And her roommate, even like her roommate was there later. I called after we were done with Instagram live and she's like, what the F was that? You know, kind of thing. And I'm like, 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 when did that, you know, when did, yeah, I know I've got gray hairs and I know, you know, whatever, but, um, but anyway, like just embracing, Hey, you know what, this is who we are. God gave each one of us, um, you know, our personalities, the things that we're gifted in and to just embrace, um, you know, instead of shy away from what we have and who we are. And that is one thing I really admire about you, Kristen, um, that you are willing to just go there and embrace <laughs> who you are. And it's such a joy to those around you because it encourages your friends and the people who love you to be like, yeah, I can be this way too. I, I can enjoy 
who God has made me to be, not to like stare in the mirror and go, oh my gosh, what was me? But to go, wow, you know, this is, I, I think it's the book of Esther where it talks about for such a time as this. And, um, when I was watching, and I mentioned this in the last podcast, but I was watching the Lois Evans um, Memorial yes. Service live. Yes. And in Acts, the book of Acts, it talks about King David, and this was mentioned during the memorial, and um, how he lived, um, he served the purposes of God for his generation, and then he fell asleep. And yeah. Jonathan Evans, who was giving the eulogy, he said, all of us can hope to live that. All of us can hope to be here in the generation God has placed us in, uh, to serve the purposes that he's placed on us to serve, right? To use the talents he's given us, the gifts he's given us, um, the the words he's given us, whatever it is, to serve and love him and the people of our generation, and then we'll fall asleep and it will be our time, you know, and I... I just yeah, thought, man, it's wow. so simple. That is wow. who we are. That is what we are called to do. And it's not to, yeah. um, you know, go, oh my gosh, I wish I was somebody else. Or I, I wish I didn't have these gray hairs, although I will be covering them up soon. You know, like all these things. It's like, <laughs> right. no, we are called to love and not much else really matters. And I think that's yeah. a Francis Chan quote. Just but. Um, immediately think of the scripture in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. You know, when we're when we're told to take mm-hmm. heart, that means you know, be encouraged. Like, I think so much of the time we take life far too seriously. I think of times when um, I mean, I'm not always a joyful, crazy, chasing cop, trying to give hot chocolate, <laughs> fun kind of girl. I mean, and and my, I mean, yeah, I that's who I like to be. That's like my best version of myself, but. I have been, (laughs) I have been the version of myself far too many times in my life where I have been focusing on the girl in the mirror of all the things I don't like and focusing on all the things I don't like about my life and getting depressed and staying in bed. And Mm -hmm. I mean, when you're talking about Lois Evans and the, like this, the, and King, you know, King David went to sleep. I mean, obviously that's like the sleep death. Mine wasn't sleep death, Mm -hmm. but nevertheless, I was choosing sleep and escape many times over embracing, um, living and, and the crazy, um, ideas that I feel like, you know, the crazy creativity that God has given me to, of, of things that I think of this life. I mean, is beautiful, but it can be brutal too. We all know that. We've all had devastating things and heartbreak and losses and stuff that just, it can just knock the wind out of you and keep you down and make you want to stay in bed and miss it all. And we cannot let those times of life define it for us and what it's going to be. We have hope that this everything's not as bad, <laughs> you know, as mm-hmm. as we see it. We have hope not only for this life but for eternity. And so why not go around spreading that hope through joy and encouragement and um, not get focused on the bad? And because there's always there's always gonna be bad, but there's always something always something to be grateful for and something to be encouraged about. 
We don't mm-hmm. have to look that far. Like you mentioned, we've all been there. We've all been at those points where it's like, oh my gosh. And I think it just starts out kind of small, yeah. you know, like, oh, I just don't want to get up today. But sometimes it can become yeah. pretty dark. Um, yeah. And what what encouragement or things that have helped you, um, what could you offer to somebody who might be in that dark place who has been maybe like looking and seeing all the things that are missing instead of all the things that she has or um, just is feeling like really down and doesn't know how to get out of it. Because I think sometimes that darkness can feel overwhelming and um, it's, and I know that you're familiar a little bit with that. So what, what has helped you and what are some things that you would encourage someone with? Yes. Um, I would definitely say that the biggest trap to get us to stay there and to go down deeper into the abyss of, of that feeling of, of loneliness and depression is being isolated. Um, we have mm-hmm. got to reach out. We've got to have even just five seconds of courage to message somebody. Um, Cause a lot of times we don't feel like picking up the phone to call somebody, but we can text somebody. I mean, sometimes you do and that's fine. If you do great, pick up the phone, but um, even in the last year when I've been trying to change some patterns in my life um, with where I have gone before when I've been down and discouraged and going down that path of depression where I could see that, wow, this is going to snowball if I don't stop this right here as I've reached out um, to some trusted friends who have my best interest um, at, you know, at heart and pray for me. And so I am just honest. I am raw, honest, um, ugly, honest about where I am and my struggles and that I need prayer. And usually uh, a very good friend named Janelle Wood has called me in the middle of that (laughs) a number of times and like, what's going on? (laughs) And um, that has, I mean, really helped us to reach out. And then um, I've also many times, you know, I've, I, I'm a big fan of prayer journals. I have cr- like tear stained pages of crying out my heart to God and writing out everything, <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. bad words and all. Um, and God can take it. We're, we're human. We're, we're needy. We're broken. He, he created us. He knows who we are and we need him. And so I, I say, cry out to the Lord. Um, I'd also say, by golly, find a counselor and get yourself in. That is what has helped me at times when I just couldn't seem to get through it. Um, go to somebody who knows what they're talking about. Um, I would say probably more um, a Christian counseling mindset will help you um, to, 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 you know, go towards the ultimate help of, of finding your wholeness and health in God. Um, I'm not saying that non-Christian counselors don't have good things to say, but I'm saying I do know that Christian counselors know that, you know, it's, we are not the answers for ourselves. (laughs) Even another person is not the answer for us. The only way we're going to be healed and whole is through discovering ourselves in God and in his eyes and how he sees us and finding our, healing and worth and value in him. 
And so that's why I say Christian counselor. Um, I'd also say along that lines as um, medication can be really good. I discovered a couple months ago, um, I had stopped taking some medication um, that I thought I just, anyways, I got sick and I thought it would counteract some other medicine that I was taking and I stopped it and wow, I should not have stopped that. I, <laughs> I didn't realize how much it was helping me um, with just my thinking and so many, uh, my, my days of living <laughs> and how, mm-hmm. how I was operating and wow, uh, it turns out I really need that and that's okay and there was no shame in that. A lot of, you know, all of us, we have different um, body chemistries and brain chemistries. And um, some of us are, um, you know, lower in some chemicals than others. And that's okay. And that's where certain antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications, whatever, can help us kind of be sane (laughs) and get balanced. So um, I'd say, yeah, so to recap, reach out to a friend or friends who love you and will pray for you and speak truth to you. Um, Cry out to the Lord. Um, And again, I'm a fan of writing it down. It's awesome to write it down and date it. And sometime when you're past that point in time, you can look back those tear stained pages like, wow, I was a mess then, but look where I am now. And it's amazing to see, um, you know, how you've come past that. Uh, the third would be yeah, to seek a professional counselor help if it if the problem is persistent enough. And four, medication, bring it on. And also, I would say um, make sure you're 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 getting rest and eating good ish <laughs> and drinking a lot of water. I mean, just taking care of yourself. You know. Um, we can mm-hmm. really get out of whack uh, with how with our thoughts and feelings um, and actions and all that when we're not taking care of ourselves. So mm-hmm. I would, yeah, that's Kristen's words of wisdom or something. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's great. And just to piggyback on some of that stuff, like I think you're right on um, – that isolation is so much of where a lot of that comes from sometimes. And um, it's, I think, natural for us to withdraw when yes. we're feeling down, um, but to push past that if we can yes. and reach out to trusted friends and be vulnerable um, and open about where we're at, um, knowing that those people aren't going to judge us, but have been there too. I think that's so important. And if if you feel like you don't have that in your life, you know, ask God to, to give you that. I know that I've prayed in the past for friendships like that and, and he's answered it. And um, also I, I've been to therapy and um, it can be so beneficial. And I actually, the best therapist I ever had, I don't think she was a believer, but I, I am. right. And so when she would talk to me about things, she was just so skilled in knowing you know, human behavior that uh, I was able to insert where it came back to the Lord, you know? And so that was amazing. So if you have counselors in your area, but you can't find a Christian counselor, it doesn't mean you can't find somebody excellent who can help you. And then 
There's this great book uh, by J.P. Moreland. It's his story of overcoming anxiety and the practices that brought peace. Um, And he talks about some of the shame and guilt that people feel around different things that it's just so unnecessary and um, really sad. And, but he, uh, I think he's a famous theologian. I don't even know. He's highbrow. I don't follow what he does exactly. (laughs) But uh, the book is really good, what I've read so far, and I just recommend that. And then something that has helped me, this is just a real practical thing. Um, One of my favorite passages in the Bible is Psalm 139. And um, I just, and partly because when I was in high school, um, I went on a missions trip to the Philippines and we sang this song. It was and I won't sing it right now, <laughs> but it was all based on this <laughs> psalm. And um, it was just beautiful. And I, so it, you know how songs, um, and that's another tip, like music has such a power over us. Um, yes, and whether you're a believer absolutely. or not, I, I guarantee you know that because songs come into our heads at various times. Um, yes. And we can remember the words, you know, even if we've made up yes. the own, our own words. And it's really important what we listen to in those times. If we're going to be, you know, yeah. if we're down and out, do not put all by myself. <laughs> Don't put stuff like that on. Like, do you know how many times I've done that? There's this right. awful song. And you just kind of want to, yeah. you know, feel <laughs> all that sadness and yeah. wallow in it and just yeah. roll around in that mud of sadness and yeah. that is not going to help us. Don't stay there. <laughs> at all. Don't stay there very long. Yeah. No. Um but uh yeah, Psalm 139, I'll just read a couple of verses from here. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. Yes. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And uh, it keeps on going. It's so good. Um, But I highly recommend if you're not familiar with that passage, it's Psalm 139. Psalm is... Psalms are right in the middle of the Bible, um, but you can also, you know, thanks to the internet and technology, uh, just Google it, Psalm 139. <laughs> and it has just encouraged me, you know, that our God, he knows us. He knows the darkness yes. that we sometimes put ourselves in or that we find consuming us because the circumstances beyond our control. And yet it is not as dark to him. He sees right through it. He yeah. knows what we need. He searches us and he knows us and we can come to him and just be totally vulnerable. And he is the ultimate friend. He is the one that um, when we come to him, he sees us for who we really are and he knows us and he still calls us fearfully and wonderfully made. There's nothing that is hidden from him. So Kristen, I just love you. (laughs) Will you come back again? (laughs)
I would love to if uh, you and and the listeners can handle some more outlandish stories. So, all right. Final question. I always ask this. So Finding Something Real podcast is about a journey towards redemption, eternity, authenticity, and love. And because life is a journey, we're constantly on different parts of it. Um, Of those four gifts we can find in relationship with Jesus Christ, which stands out to you the most in your life right now and why? I would say redemption. Um, I had even in some those unexpected times uh, this weekend where uh, life wasn't going as planned and I wasn't feeling well, um, and I was in quarantine myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had some really um, unexpected encounters with the Lord where I was just learning more about His truth and his love for me and more having that realization again of what it is that he has done for me and that he's the one that took my sins and my imperfections and he, he took my place. And, um, that when we, if we allow ourselves to fully think of that thought, it is too much. <laughs> it, it, it is too much to, to, to grasp. And God's redemption and restoration is is everything. Um, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have a life worth living if it weren't for that. So thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Amen. Well, Kristen, thank you for joining me again on the Finding Something Real podcast. Thank you. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast. If you love this series, please hit subscribe and come back next week when we talk with another guest about their story towards finding something real and having clarity through detours and distractions. Per usual, you can follow along on Instagram at Janelle underscore M underscore Wood or using the hashtag finding something real. And of course, you can also sign up for the free clarity resources that go along with this current series by heading over to my website at JanelleWood.com. Remember, friend, you are loved and have a purpose. Until next time.